There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Uh, It's not an exaggeration to say that it has never been harder for parents to protect their children's innocence than it is in this digital age. Now, our children are being confronted with adult concepts and disturbing images in public places and online or at times when parents can't always be present. So how do we equip our children with the skills they need to cope in what we could call today a toxic environment? Growing in Australia. Now, you'll be glad that someone's thinking about how to counter a growing challenge like this. Uh, Some who recognise the destructive nature of what is shaping our children, uh, working to ensure that there are age-appropriate resources to help parents raise their children to withstand the challenges of what's coming in this digital age. Well, Wendy Francis has just released another children's book. It's called Think, Turn, Tell helping children resist toxic messages. And Wendy, of course, as the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and leads the Centre for Human Dignity, is joining us as a guest through this coming hour. Uh, Wendy, we've already had the boss on earlier, Martin. I, and, I listened uh, to him as I was driving. He's um, he's a good boss, actually. I yeah, said to him... What you hear I, is what you get. I was going to say what you see. <laughs> I hung up when that last song was on. I said, no, this is really the Australian Christian Lobby day today. You know, Wendy's coming in here. Uh, any issues we didn't get to cover, well, we'll just trust those uh, and trust right. those to Wendy. That's right. <laughs> no, he's a good young man, and um, I'm very pleased to work under him. Yes, and there might be all sorts of things that listeners might like to raise today and we won't want to restrict listeners in the thoughts that they might bring to our conversation just to what we'll talk about although what we're going to talk about is really really important but there might be some other things uh, things that we even raised in the conversation with Martin that uh, Wendy will be across some of those issues as well so uh, we'll open our talkback lines in just a few minutes on 1-800-316-316 but Wendy let's talk about the toxic environment Mm. now toxic is one of those words Uh, that we use when we're talking about pollutants. Mm. Uh, When we're talking about, you know, if you have a toxic Mm. uh, creek or something running down past your property and, you know, you can't drink Mm. that water, you can't swim in that, you can't, you know, otherwise, you know, you're going to get cancer or something like that. Mm. When we talk about a toxic environment and uh, a toxic environment our children are growing up in, what do we mean by that? So we're meaning um, an environment that um, that children are actually negatively affected by. And I think that uh, what we're talking about is a health issue but and certainly a mental issue. And so children are being confronted with, with um, imagery and also messaging that is way beyond their age to even understand and grasp. Um, and, and often what we're seeing now is that uh, because of the very public nature of this toxicity – 
parents are not able to adequately protect their children from being affected by it. And I'm talking about um, overtly sexual messages or even uh, very um, violent messaging. I'm talking about messaging that can affect a child negatively in our public spaces that I believe adults and our government have a responsibility to protect them from. Uh, now, let's bring the government in here for a moment because some will say you can't entrust the government to everything, mm. but uh, where there's almost a proactive stance from the government in allowing toxic messages through to children, mm. that's when I guess we need to be conscious of drawing a line somewhere. This is right. I think I see the government as being almost a parent of Australia and so they have a responsibility where they can to actually regulate against toxic messaging for our children. And so they set up, um, actually it's been in place for a long time, the AANA, the ad standards. So they set up a self-regulation system to actually oversee our advertising, particularly all the messaging that comes through. So public messaging on billboards, but also on TV and um, even before a movie. So all of the advertising that we see, they've got this um, AANA. And so what they're doing at the moment is reviewing that because they're, they're finding that parents particularly, but even educators are just constantly sending in complaints about what has been allowed in this space. So they do have a responsibility and they have a right and they have um, the ability to actually uh, say this is what so we do it. We do it for programming. We have G-rated programming. They have responsibility and a right um, and the ability to actually moderate what our children are confronted with in our public spaces. So it's public spaces, uh, but I know that we've even tackled this sort of uh, conversation before. It's what children are actually picking off their school library shelves as well. It's There's messaging that's coming through and oftentimes it's presented in such a way that it's 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 made for children. It is age-appropriate, but from the Christian point of view, uh, it's not appropriate because uh, we're drawing a line which has some biblical principles where our others are sort of swept along by the flow. Yeah, so every parent can't now just look on a book and if it says that it's suitable for four- to seven-year-olds, they can't just um, take that for granted. They need to actually pre-read a lot of these books look at the pictures, but also understand what the messaging is. But it's also uh, one of our big problems, Neil, is digital. Uh, so we've got, we we are the first generation that has 24-7 access to all of this digital stuff that can really be a pollutant uh, for our children. And so the parent responsibility, because uh, we're often so quick to put that little digital uh, device into the hands of our children, and giving them access to uh, all of these toxic messages because uh, we somehow or other think it'll all be okay or they won't know what to look for. But children have a way of finding all sorts of bad stuff. They do. And so parents have a huge responsibility, but we also go back to the government in this as well because there are ways that the government can actually, uh, again, protect our children online. And up till now, they're not doing it. But again, there's another inquiry. So there's two inquiries that we'll talk about hopefully today if we get time. One inquiry that the government is doing is looking at whether they can do something to make sure that websites are comply to age verification laws. So they are able to actually make it much harder 
for children to accidentally come across pornography. So this is one of the problems that parents have. They make all of the um, rules in the world. They do everything they possibly can. But children are being confronted by pornography. Usually the first time is accidental. Now, we are going to talk about your new book today as well. And uh, you've brought me in a copy here to have a look at. And yep. uh, Turn, Think, Tell. Yep. Uh, what does it mean when we talk about the uh, the title of your book? And uh, give us a little impression. Uh, which one, which age group is this one most age appropriate for? Because, yep. uh, because we want to enlarge our conversation today to talk about while there might be toxic influences on our children in the broader community and digital being a big one, mm. uh, there needs to be some proactive way that parents can turn things around and do something that will actually be age appropriate and so wonderfully good values into their children. So yes. this is, I know this is what you're wanting to do, but give us it a little is. insight yes. into, into this latest book of yours. So the book is beautiful. It's illustrated beautifully. I wanted them to be real illustrations, not the cartoon characters that we often see these days. And sometimes even those cartoon characters are not beautiful. So it's a beautiful book. And there's nothing in it that in, in any way um, introduces anything uh, wrong for children in uh, a Christian sense. But what it does is just take through children through um, the exciting things in life that they are confronted with. And then every now and then they will be confronted with something that is not good and it tries to help parents to train their children to know what to do when that happens because it's not if, Neil, anymore, it's when. Your children are going to be confronted with inappropriate messaging or images in their life and unfortunately it's going to be sooner rather than later. And so that's the whole turn, think, tell. These are our actions that I believe that we can teach our children to do. It's what I taught my children and my grandchildren and it's turn straight away, turn away from what you see, Think straight away about something, something beautiful, something positive, and go and tell your parent or your per, the person who's caring for you at the time. Fabulous messaging, and as you say, teaching children actions. I mean, those actions that we learn, and some of us have been around a long time, learning actions to songs that we learned as children. We can yeah. still do those as adults. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so the idea of actions is a powerful way of teaching children. So. Turn your eyes away quickly yep. if you see something that's confronting, something that's toxic. Think about something good and tell your parent or an adult that you trust because uh, the think, uh, the turn, think, tell is some actions that can become part of our children's lives and that can stay with them forever. Yes, and I look, I, I still think it's good for adults. It's what I do. If I see something that I know is going to upset me or I know is not good for me, it's going to take my mind to an ungodly place rather than a godly place, I turn my my eyes straight away and I do think straight away. I'm old enough now that I'm the parent that needs to go and tell myself, so I don't have to go and tell an adult. But um, but I certainly think that even as adults, we need to train our minds and our eyes. You know, we used to sing that song. You're talking about songs, be careful, little eyes, what you see. And I think it's really important for us as adults as well as children. But if we practice it ourselves and then teach it to our children, it's going to save them from a lot of grief. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Wonderful to have you with us. Our special guest this hour, Wendy Francis, who's just released another children's book. It's called Think, 
Turn Tell. Wendy's the State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby in Queensland and she leads the Centre for Human Dignity. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might have your own thoughts on a toxic environment. In fact, Wendy, let's take a call or two. Let's hear from Lawrence in Perth. Uh, Lawrence, welcome along. Hello, yes, I was at one of the independent um, uh, um, supermarkets here in Perth recently about 4.30 in the afternoon and they have that radio going in the background from one of the local stations here and uh, what I heard was um, wasn't G-rated, it was uh, worse and mm. um, I went to the um, people there in charge and said, oh, which station is that? And they told me and I said, um, I'd hate to have my um, any young children in here with me hearing that because it's 4.30 in the afternoon and they would have left school, something like that. And, um, and then I, when I went there again, they changed the station. So oh, just well me done. Yep. saying that uh, had, had that effect and it was wonderful. Well, honour to you, mm. Lawrence, for speaking up because uh, that's one of the things I guess parents have to take responsibility for when they have their children at the supermarket mm. or uh, the department store or wherever it might be because uh, as Lawrence has done, speaking up here, that's one of those things I'm sure you encourage, Wendy. Oh, so good because often for the supermarkets, it is actually inadvertent. They're not necessarily wanting to pollute our children's minds. So what you've done, Lawrence, is just so brilliant and such an example to everybody listening. We can do it nicely, as you've done. Um, you can just go and say, are you realising? And you, sometimes I'm sitting in the doctor's surgery and the what's on TV is, again, like just not appropriate. Uh, so just well done. I, you're a hero. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Lawrence, thank you so much for your call and uh, as I say, honour to you for standing up and to actually say something. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. We're talking about the environment that our children are growing up in and particularly that toxic environment and what you might be able to do as a parent to be proactive in the way that you might protect your children. Let's hear from Nicholas who's calling in from Melbourne. Hi Nicholas, welcome. Hi, hi, I'm Neil. Hi, Wendy. Wendy, I've heard uh, various Christians say that the problem of children being exposed to toxic messages comes from, that it's that it's a symptom from the fact that certain things are tolerated in society to begin with. And in accordance with that, I've heard some say that uh, homosexual behaviour would be recriminalised. Um, do you think that's realistic long term? And do you think it's ideal, even if it wasn't realistic? I don't think it is realistic and I'm not sure that I would think that it's ideal either because I don't think uh, an over-regulated um, government sort of making sure we do this and do that, I don't see that as God's way. I think God allows us to make choices in our life but he wants us to protect the most vulnerable and he wants us to have rules and laws that will protect our children. For me, um, recriminalizing uh, homosexual activity is not where God would want us to go. Um, but certainly we should be free to say homosexual activity is not what God wants us to do, kids, and this is what we believe God wants you to do with your sexuality. So I would I would approach it more than that. I do think that you're right that it's a symptom um, of what we accept, though, uh, and I would not go down the homosexual line with that, but I think that even with our pornography, what we have accepted, uh, we are actually saying now that it's, um, quite acceptable to have pornography. Uh, we are our pornography is becoming more and more um, destructive. Uh, it's available, as I say, twenty four seven now because it's online. And so uh, then, 
what do we expect? Of course, that's going to affect how we see um, our sexual activity and it's going to affect what we have in public spaces as well because it's what we accept. So I agree with that, Nicholas. Nicholas, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line remains open on 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation today, talking about the toxic environment that our children are growing up in. You might have your own thoughts on what you can do as a parent to be proactive or what you think ought to be done so far as our federal laws or not only federal laws but state laws that tend to uh, turn a blind eye to some of the things that are toxic for our children. Taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Kate in Townsville in Queensland. Hi, Kate. Welcome. Hi, guys. How are you? Very well. What are your thoughts, Kate? I just wanted to thank Wendy again for um, putting down on paper what we as Christians, especially as Christian parents, really need to be able to use as resources for our children. I think it's really important to be able to show them that we're not alone um, in this on a worldly level, but also obviously on a heavenly level, but just to give them practical things to follow as in guidelines. I can still remember the, um, the little card that I think it was from the ACL a few years ago with the same title, I believe, yes, so, that's as in right. to turn away from that stuff. So that was brilliant, and I had it in my fridge for years, but it's also about taking it to the next step for our children. So I just wanted to thank you so much because it's those sort of things. Um, my children are from a split home, so they have that Christian input on one side but not the other. So I think it's incredibly even more important with that lack of consistency in so many children's lives that they do have that those resources and that firm foundation to see that people are writing books about this so it's not just our family, it's not just our little church community or our community but it's actually a huge issue and it's an important issue that we need to stand up for and protect our most vulnerable as Neil said before. Thank you, Kate. It's really encouraging. Um, I, I see myself as, you know, I'm a grandmother. And so the Bible says that older women are to teach the younger women. And I believe that that's our children as well. So I take that quite seriously. And this is uh, just a further resource going on from that turn, think, tell, um, ma- magnet or the little card that you had as well. So I, I do include that, uh, that graphic in the book as well. But there's beautiful, it's a beautiful watercolor book. So, I'd love to send you one. If you can email me, I'd love to send you a copy. So send me an email and I'll send you a copy, Kate. Oh, thank you, Wendy. God bless you and you thank too. you for all you're doing. Thanks, okay. Kate. Bye. Kate from Townsville, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open 1-800-316-316. We're talking about Wendy's new book called Turn, Think, Tell and what sort of resource that is, not only for children, but uh, as we're hearing there from Kate, uh, this is a resource for parents too because sometimes as parents we say, uh, you know, it's not even in our mind that we ought to teach our children actions, mm. uh, but so this is a training for parents as well. And so I guess it's, uh, that's, the, uh, that's the, second, uh, the secondary level here of influence here is that parents get a, an idea about the parenting uh, equipping that happens uh, when they're actually teaching their children how to deal with these issues yeah. because it's like, it's like, you know, don't think about that. Uh, this is the way to do it. There's some actions you can do. Yeah, and and parents will be pleased to know too that it's um, got big big writing and short short pages, so it's not a long book. Um, it's not a hard one to read at night because I know you know I used to get to the time to read a book at night and I'd be looking for the shortest possible book because <laughs> I was so tired. So this is yeah. a, a short book as well. So parents will be glad to know that. 
And is there a specific age group that this book is most appropriate for? I wrote it for four to sevens because uh, I think that that's the time when we start really trying to train our children to know what to do. And it's also a very sensitive time that the kids know in their heart. They, they're starting to know what's not good. Um, and I, so I, I think instinctively they see a picture, um, particularly they'll walk through a shopping center and see a lingerie picture with somebody tying somebody up. This is the sort of thing that we're confronted with. Um, at Christmas time, it's like tying Santa up and, you know, inappropriate images and they know. And so I, I think that if they've got in their mind what they've been told to do, then they can actually act that out. It's a very, it's a very lovely age, a very innocent age. And I think we want to keep them prolong their innocence as long as we possibly can. I mentioned just before we took that last break, uh, if listeners are concerned, about whether this is a time to get angry about these things mm. because we can hear a conversation like this and thinking, uh, oh, it's all very well. Wendy Francis is writing a book. She's She's got it all under control. The Australian Christian Lobby, they're, uh, you know, they're doing some great leadership things on these things. Uh, but there's a certain sense in which uh, you're wanting to inspire a certain response from listeners. Mm. So what would that response be? Is this a time to be concerned? Is it a time to be angry mm. uh, about the sorts of things and, and actually to then take some sort of action? So I, I love what Lawrence did. So his first his first action, so he walked into a supermarket. They were playing a radio station that was totally inappropriate uh, and particularly for children. 4.30 in the afternoon, that's when the kids are in there. So his first action was to go to the, to the people at the supermarket and tell them that it was actually inappropriate. And the response from them was just really positive. They removed they changed the radio station. Perfect. Um, but, you know, if they said, well, suck it up, old fella, you know, this is just life and we're going to play what we want to play, then I would get angry because that's when I think, no, we are going to protect our children. And whether if you want to choose to listen to something adult in your own time, fine, that's fine. I'm not going to get angry about that. But when you try and impose that on our children, and so I think, uh, you know, when when our governments refuse to actually protect our children when they can, uh, that's when we need to start getting just a little bit angry. And when we hear that Westpac Bank has um, allowed, knowingly allowed people to pay for um, pedophilic sort of imagery, then that's when we need to get angry. Yep. A couple of important points because uh, we'll want to take some more calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. There's a couple of inquiries that are going on right now, mm. and so parents listening to our conversation, concerned about the toxic environment their children are growing up in, there's at least some way that they can do something proactive. Uh, to give us a little insight into those inquiries. So the government is starting to recognise publicly that pornography is a health issue. So, for instance, when they did that with smoking, there were actions that they put in place to uh, to discourage people from smoking because they realised that this was a health issue that was having great impact on on um, Australians. So they are starting to realise that pornography itself is a health issue, which is a really great step forward. So there's two inquiries that people can have a say in at the moment. One is a federal um, inquiry, and it's an inquiry looking at age verification laws. So the UK are the ones who actually started this um, this idea of having uh, some sort of a, a block that you could only get around with age verification. And the age verification is something like um, 
It would be using your drive. It would be like going into a bank and opening an account. You have to have a hundred points or whatever. So they, these laws and they're still being looked at, but at the moment, our government is wanting to know from our, you, from our people, uh, is this something that you want them to do? So this is, it's just a simple email to your federal member of parliament saying, Thank you for looking at age verification laws. I understand there's an inquiry happening right now. We do want you to protect our children. And so the age verification laws, just very briefly, um, technically I guess it's a porn block um, with a system of age checks. And so anyone over 18 uh, would be able to verify their age, um, but porn sites themselves would have to have a landing page that doesn't show any explicit content and you would not be able to get to the explicit content unless you verified your age. So this is one of the problems that we've got at the moment. Children are stumbling across pornography. Um, The age verification laws would seek to actually prevent that stumbling across. Uh, If anybody wants to get to pornography and they're determined to, they still will be able to. There's no doubt about that. But we want to stop our children stumbling across pornography and some some children are scarred um, like the, it can actually that one glance can change the trajectory of their life so there's that one there's the federal one now there's also a uh, review happening by the AANA and that's the Australian Association of National Advertisers they have been our peak national body um, for you know close to 100 years actually we've had the AANA um, but since 1997, they introduced the self-regulation system. And so advertisers basically um, regulate themselves. And this is why we've got the problems that we have in the shopping centres or on billboards. Um, billboards have actually improved just a little bit, I think, over the past decade with parents making a lot of complaints. But in the shopping centre, you're walking through, you're confronted with not now, it's not just even um, pictures, uh, Neil, we're talking about movie screens in the windows of showing uh, pornographic imagery. And so all they get is uh, the AANA might contact them and say, look, this actually contravenes, contravenes community standards, but there is no penalty because it's self-regulated. So you're just supposed to self-regulate yourself. And, of course, we know that advertising thrives on controversy like they they love to get into the newspaper for any reason and so they often push the boundaries con- you know just to get into that sort of controversial sort of area so um, those are the two things. So the AANA are doing a review. Um, you can contact the AANA. You can just go onto the web and just search for Australian Association of National Advertisers. Thank them for the, doing the review. Ask them to um, introduce penalties for advertisers that refuse to comply with community standards. This is what we want. We want penalties. Wendy, are there links on the Australian Christian Lobby website where people can easily go onto your website, find those links and make their own submission? Yes, there are. If they're hard to find, email me on wendy.francis at acl.org.au and I can direct you to them. But they are there. We, um, we've done a fair bit of work on this already um, and the links are there for you to also participate. Okay, some good thoughts there on what you can do to be proactive when it comes to the toxic environment that we're talking about today that our children are growing up in. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take some more. Let's hear from Mel in Brisbane. Hello, Mel. Welcome along. 
Uh, good morning, all. I'm concerned about the increase in gambling advertising in public places, particularly mm. uh, sporting stadiums and railway stations. And uh, I would just encourage listeners to write to their State or Territory Minister for Transport and State or Territory Minister for Sport to say that this is not appropriate. And many of the advertising I've come across, there's no warning signs on the advertising, like minimum ages or anything like that. So um, um, I'm writing to my um, state um, um, person responsible for that, um, and I'd encourage other listeners to think about doing that as well. Thank well you. done, Mel. That's excellent. And can I just say the age verification um, inquiry that's happening is age verification for online gambling and pornography. So it actually includes online gambling as well. There are already some age verification measures in there for gambling, but you and I both know, um, you know, that our kids are being bombarded right through even sporting matches while they're watching on TV. So, yeah, well done. Totally agree. Well done, Mel. Honour to you. Uh, what a great initiative. You're taking action, encouraging others to do the same. Let's take some more calls. Let's hear from Beryl in Victoria. Hi, Beryl. Welcome. Yes, hello. How are you? Well, thank you, Beryl. What are your thoughts for our conversation? I'd, I'd, first of all, I'd like to say well done to Wendy. Um, it's not an easy sort of avenue that she's taken. Um, I just want to bring to attention what's happening in Western Australia. My daughter, who lives over there, went into the main library there in Perth and she was shocked to see that there's a transvestite doing story time. Mm. And I just don't think that's appropriate. I find it very disturbing and very concerning for young children. I think this is something that is becoming popular in libraries, almost as a novelty. Uh, Your thoughts for Beryl, Wendy? So drag queen story time is happening just in about every state and territory now and there has been some really strong action against it in the Northern Territory but the libraries themselves are celebrating this and it is, it is awful. And Beryl, I totally agree with you. Um, one of the things that I think we need to um, use, one of the arguments that I use on this and I go to the librarians to talk to them is um, now, Beryl. I don't know whether you're my age or what, but I remember as a child um, watching with my parents at my. We didn't have a TV, but we were at my grandmother's place, and she used to watch a show called Black and White Minstrels, and people would dress up as um, dark-skinned people, white-skinned people would dress up, and they would accentuate their features. Now, I think that this um, new idea of drag queens reading to our children is doing exactly the same thing they are accentuating features of a woman when they're actually a man we find the um the idea of blackface very very um insulting and i personally as a woman find the idea of drag queens very insulting um they accentuate women's features they uh, they i think they make fun of women's features and, I've never thought of it like that, actually. Well, I think, I think, and it has, when I've said that to some of the librarians, they've actually said exactly what you just said. And they've said, yeah, we can see that. We are using a technique that has actually been completely um, removed from, from civilized societies. Yep. Beryl, thank you so much for your call, a very important call, because uh, this idea, Wendy, uh, that women might be just as offended 
at a drag queen telling stories to children in the library as people would be offended when someone puts on blackface mm-hmm. uh, in a racial sense. Uh, there's room there, no doubt, for a movement uh, to rise up and to and to express that offence. I think so. And we've got um, radical feminists who would totally agree with me as well because what we're seeing is uh, an accentuation of women's features. We've got over overwhelmingly massive makeup, the hair, um, the features of the body as well are accentuated and it is it is offensive to women. At 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation today and some important points we've brought out just in these last few minutes that there are two inquiries that are underway uh, that people who are listening to our conversation today can actually do something proactive get involved in and make your own submission uh, let me just ask you how significant your submission needs to be here because sometimes we think write a submission needs to be a you know a hundred page document with all sorts of research uh, when you talk about the federal inquiry into age verification laws or the AANA, the Australian Association of National Advertisers, their self-regulation system and uh, the inquiry they're running at the moment. How significant does your submission need to be for someone to take notice of it, Wendy? So uh, they will take notice of a single email from uh, somebody with a paragraph. They will take notice of that. It needs, it does not mean, like the ACL one, as you say, it might be 30 pages and all referenced and all um, these different research things. But I've seen very effective, um, just a one paragraph email from a concerned parent saying that they are concerned for their parent, their children's well-being. Please, government, be um, responsible for their parent, for their child. That's all it needs, actually. So your submission needs to be long enough for you to make your point clearly. Yep. Uh, not just uh, surrounded with a whole lot of waffle that somehow or other disguises the point. So if you can make your point clearly, and if you are a person who is academically inclined and can put the research along there, that's all good. All good. But for ordinary parents who want to make their point clearly, just as much as it takes to make the clear point. Let's take another call. Jonathan from Perth in WA is joining us. Hi. Jonathan, welcome. Yeah, hello, Neil. Good to hear from you, Jonathan. Yeah, what my, are your thoughts? Yeah, my, my question is, uh, according to what is going on about verification of the age, will that be applied to the the models, the mom who are not restricted to things because there are some area, the models are responsible also because they can, they are so free and they should setting television and all things in their home. Why their children with these models that children under age would they be restricted also? Uh, Jonathan, uh, difficult to catch some of those details there. I'm not sure whether you caught something there, but uh, just uh, just repeat what you were saying, Jonathan, uh, just a little more slowly. I, I said there are some parents who are advertising or have television and many things in their home with their children, and they are not restricted because the parents are not under restriction, so they can do anything. And they, are, they don't give boundaries to their children who are under 18. So when this thing is being put out by restricting the young girls or boys who are under age, without that be applied to the mothers who have 
I think I think what you're saying, uh, Jonathan, and uh, I apologise if I'm misrepresenting, but uh, what you're saying is that uh, it really comes down to a parental responsibility. Uh, uh, parents are, are responsible for what their children are seeing. Uh, if you were restricting uh, advertising content or whatever it might be, then uh, you're restricting that for parents as well. And I think uh, what you're saying, Wendy Francis, is that it's very hard to actually restrict adults from what they are going to be exposed to personally, but uh, it's the children that we're looking to protect. Uh, what are your thoughts for Jonathan there? So the, what the government wants to, uh, is responsible for is for the common good, and so they're looking for the common good for everybody, and what uh, they're wanting to do with the age verification rules is put a tool into parents' hands. So there is, they are equipping parents to be able to protect their children, but the government will never come inside people's homes. We don't want the government to come inside people's homes and actually interfere. But at the same time, if we're concerned about some children being exposed to explicit material in the homes, I think we've got a responsibility to actually try and work out what's happening there as well because children need to be protected and this is what we're asking the government to do. Thank you so much for your call, Jonathan. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. We're talking about the toxic environments that our children are exposed to, particularly in a digital age. And uh, while we can get into all sorts of uh, different tangents on what might be acceptable and what not, as you say, Wendy Francis, there are things that government can do uh, to help to restrict the way that our children are exposed to these things, whether it's in the digital environment or whether it's on television or whether it's the advertising standards that we're exposed to uh, in every family. Uh, But we need to have the pressure on the government for that to happen. Uh, Putting pressure on is not always easy, uh, but you guys at the ACL do a great job making sure that those MPs are alert to the challenges and the things that people are raising with you. And coming from that Christian foundation, that's a very important place to start. If you don't have a Christian foundation, you're just uh, you're just a voice calling out in the wind and it's one opinion against another. This Christian foundation we have, Wendy Francis, is a very powerful one to be able to talk to our government about. It is. And so Christians um, have joined ACL in the tens of thousands. So we have about 170,000 supporters in ACL now, which is a really strong voice. So when the government calls for an inquiry, such as they have, we go out to our supporters and we say, um, please send a, a submission on this. This is really important. We explain why. We give um, some points. We don't do a, a form for them to fill in because we want th- we want it to be from people's own understanding of the problem. But we do give some points as to why we think it's an issue. And for instance, on the, um, the age verification, we went out to our people. Over a thousand people actually made a submission on that because through the ACL website, choosing their, their local MP or wherever they needed to go. So that's really effective. But I think the important thing to realize too is that when you talk about a Christian heritage, we're talking about if I walk into a coffee shop now after I've been with you, Neil, and I ask everyday Australians whether they want their children to be protected from pornography, every single one of them will say yes. Um, and that comes from an understanding of humanity. I know you're going to be talking about the human humanness um, in your issues today as well after me, but w- this comes from an understanding of being human and being human in created in the image of God. 
Um, and so we do have this very long history of understanding being created in the image of God. And whilst we're moving away from that, I still think the legacy of that continues to today where everyday Australians will say, yes, I want my child protected from things that are inappropriate. A comment that came on Facebook from Annette who says, much of today's humour and entertainment prides itself on being edgy. Uh, but it's not just edgy, it's hopeless. Where comedy and entertainment used to land in days gone by was uh, often still with a happy ending or the good guys winning or the bad guys being thwarted. With the rise of the anti-hero in much mainstream pop culture, entertainment often reinforces futility of enthusiasm or positive motivation. Uh, that's a great comment. Thank you so mm. much for that, Annette. But uh, I think what she's saying there is with the rise of anti-heroes, mm. uh, we've forgotten what's good and what's bad. And so uh, where anti-heroes at the end of the day win, they might have won on what might be a non-Christian premise. They might have yeah. won with the values that we're not even trying to teach our children. So there's a certain sense in which uh, all what is right and wrong seems to have been gone out the window. Absolutely. We read that in the Bible too, don't we? That you know, good will be seen as evil and evil good. And someone's good today is another person's evil. And so we've lost that uh, the boundaries, we've lost that common understanding, that common good. And uh, this is what we want to get back to. Uh, well, just a couple of minutes remaining for us to talk about your book, Turn, Think, Tell. Uh, it's uh, for four to seven-year-olds, as mm -hmm. you say. So this is a resource that parents can use uh, to teach their children how to respond when they see something that goes against the values that they've been learning in the home. Uh, beautifully illustrated, as you say, and it's not a cartoon book. doesn't have all sorts of fun-looking characters. These uh, characters, as they're illustrated, they look like normal little boys and girls. So there's something very important in the messaging that you've got with your illustrations. Mm. But parents... Uh, effectively using this new resource, uh, where can they get a hold of it, Wendy? And uh, what's so important about getting these sorts of resources into the homes of your own family? Maybe you're a grandparent and you've got children that are raising your grandchildren. Uh, give us some some insight here into uh, to what's so valuable about this book. So my publisher is Connor Court, and so you can get it from their website. It's also going to be available in Coorong. Um, uh, we're getting stocks to Coorong as we speak, uh, but you can also get it through the Australian Christian Lobby. The the illustrations are really beautiful. One of the things that I used to do if I was driving on a long journey with our children or um, it, at, and even if I'm trying to distract them and calm them down is I would pick up a really beautiful book and sometimes I would sit in the back seat of the car with the kids on a long journey and I would go through a book and I would get them to pick out things even in the pictures. So in the pictures of this book, there are just little things that they can look for. They can look for shells. Um, they can look for the birds. They can look, there's this, it's a beautiful book for young children to look through. And with it comes along oh, what I believe is a really strong Christian message. And I might say that towards the end of your book, you get to a wonderful point uh, where you reinforce one of those wonderfully special Bible verses that we all ought to know off by heart. Mm. So I'm going to read it out of your book. Yeah. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things mm. from Philippians 9 verse 8. 
a beautiful way to bring your children to a crescendo, saying, think on these things that are beautiful, because I guess you are reinforcing to your children at that point, there are a lot of things in this world that are ugly, that are toxic, and unless you teach yourself to think on these things, you'll be swept away with the current. Exactly. And so the the think of the turn, think, tells, turn away, think on these beautiful things. And that's what God wants us to do. And it's what we as adults need to train our minds to do as well, because there's so many things cramming into our minds all the time. And what God wants us to do is concentrate on those things that are good and pure. It doesn't mean that we we can't, we, we need to, we need to write these inquiries, we need to write to these inquiries. So we need to actually participate in the world we are but when our mind settles when our mind goes to places our mind should not be going to to bad places it should be going to the beautiful places well some parents are in survival mode Mm. where doing something extra is just that little too far Mm. but i know that there'll be some who are saying you know what as a parent i need to take some level of responsibility and i can take a few minutes to respond to one of those inquiries i'll make sure that i've got the right resources so that when i'm reading those children's stories at night i'm reinforcing these good values Mm. and there'll be lots of other good books that you'll find in christian bookstores that will reinforce those values. And I want to encourage parents, wherever you get the opportunity, to get some good reading material that you can read with your children that reinforces the values that you want to teach to your children. And, uh, of course, the encouragement there is biblical Christian values that will teach your children about all of those good things. Uh, Let me say that you can get a hold of Wendy Francis's new book. Uh, It's called Think Turn Tell. She mentioned that you can get it from the publisher, Connor Court. You can also get it from Kurong Books. And uh, no doubt there'll be a link there on the uh, ACL website as well for people to get a hold of that. Wendy is the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. She also leads the Centre for Human Dignity. She did mention two inquiries that are on at the moment, the Federal Inquiry into Age Verification Laws and the AANA, Australian Association of National Advertisers Inquiry. And you'll find some links there too at acl.org.au so you can make a difference today. Wendy Francis, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Always so good to be with you, Neil. Thank you for your work. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.